Hey everyone, it's so good to talk to you again. Welcome back to another episode of Create the Universe You Want to Live, Work, and Play In. I am really excited about the number of people who have been listening to the podcast. Um, I think you guys are really interested in the home care industry or the home health care industry. And uh, why is this? Well, because there is a surge in um, home care agencies opening around uh, the states around the, the, uh, the, the United States. And that's because more people want to stay home um, if they have a um, disability or need help inside the home. They do not want to go to a nursing facility or they do not want to live in a group home. And that is because anyone in their right mind wouldn't want to live in a nursing uh, facility where you go into these uh, into these facilities and you are abused and neglected. Um, I know my mother lived in a nursing home for four years before she passed away into uh, the next realm. And the four years that she was there, she was neglected and she was abused. It was reported. It was nothing was done about it. And I um, visited her almost every day. Um, I had uh, my brother also went daily. And um, so we were there. We were present. But this, these things still went on, even though we tried to make it up there every single day. Um, these things still happen. So just imagine the things that happen when you're not there, when you just drop a loved one off and you never go back to see them in the nursing facility until, uh, you know, Christmas or New Year's Day or something like that. It's really a horrific experience for any human being to go through. And I wish they would change um, the dynamics of what happens in a nursing facility. Now, am I talking about all? No, because I haven't been to every single nursing facility in the United States of America, but I can tell you most of these facilities do function and operate on that level of abuse and neglect. And they try to explain it away. And um, it's just horrible um, that that this goes on in uh, a country like this. And what's more than horrible is the fact that people go into these jobs thinking I don't have to do anything. Um, and that is the basis of this uh, recording for today is the basis of my podcast is, can I be frank? <laughs> I want to be frank for a minute. These are the five reasons why I will leave the home care industry and I probably can think of more than five reasons. And I'm and I'm talking off the cuff, too. Um, typically, I take notes. I have a little uh, list that I go by, especially when I do my five reasons for and five reasons why. And I'm just going to speak off the cuff because I want to tell you what is going on. I want to be real with you. I want to, I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I, I want to let you know what's happening. And I want you, if you're listening to the 
to this podcast, I want you to let other people listen. Tell other people who are interested in this industry, if they're interested in opening up their own agency, if they're interested in working in this industry, they should listen to this podcast in particular because I haven't heard anybody speak publicly and this is just and this is my this is my um experience i just haven't really heard a lot of people speak publicly as to what is going on in the home care industry you hear what's going on in nursing homes like i just told you we know this across the board but we don't but what we don't know is what is happening in the homes of people um, under home care agencies and how families can manipulate situations uh, with the services. And it's really appalling. And it's also why the federal government has stepped in to make some changes because of different things that are happening. Um, And these things happen um, off the grid. Like I said, um, I don't hear people publicly talking about this uh, that often because um, you have to tread lightly when you begin to talk about families. I am a family member. I have a couple of people in my in my family who have needed services at home, still need services at home, are nursing home level care. And I dealt with my mother and my father in nursing homes at home. And I've also been an advocate on the other side of helping families get services. And I have also been a provider. So I have had the vantage point of seeing how this industry functions from a family member point of view, from a business owner point of view, and from an advocate point of view, a professional advocate point of view. And they're all unique points of view. And they're pretty narrow in in the way that you look at them. In the way that you look at your situation. You you have to stay focused on that particular issue. So as a family member, you want the best care for your family member. So when somebody comes into your home, you want to let them know these are the rules of the house. One, these are the rules of how I want my loved one to be taken care of if they cannot speak for themselves. Two, and in a lot of cases, individuals cannot speak for themselves and that's why they're home. Because they cannot speak up for themselves. You don't know what's happening to them because they can't tell you. And so, you know, so we have these services, we have these in-home services. So I want to jump right into it. The things that have been going on in the home care industry is there is a lot, a lot of exploitation of the person who is getting the services. There are situations where if the if the family member cannot make any money 
off of the person. For example, if they cannot be the staff of the person because they have a um, a bad criminal history and therefore they don't qualify to become the person's caregiver. I have seen people say, I don't want any services for my loved one because of that, because they can't make the money. They're in their mind. Nobody else is going to make money off of my loved one, but me. And if I can't make the money because of the rules and regulations that stipulate that I cannot do this, then nobody's going to make the money and I don't want the services. Now, what's the bad part about that? The bad part is, is that they're not your services. They're the services for your loved one. And if you are not there to take care of your loved one at home or in their home, then who's going to do it? And that is really what you need to look at is what happens when you can't do it. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. Because once you decide that you're not going to get services, eventually you don't have those services anymore. And they can give those services to somebody who's been waiting for a very long time to get called um, that the services are available because there's a waiting list in, in, in all the states across America. There is a waiting list for services. They can't, they, they cannot afford, which I don't understand either, but we're going to play, we're just going to play along with that. They cannot afford to give everyone services. So there's a waiting list. And you have to wait for somebody who doesn't want services or somebody that dies so that you can get their services. And yes, it sounds ridiculous, but that's the way that they have it set it up, set up in um, in the United States of America. That's how it works for people who are disabled or seniors or people who um, later in life become unable to take care of themselves due to some type of illness or condition. But the family member when they try to take advantage of those services and, and, and just keep them for themselves to make money or nobody gets to make money. That, that's, that's being very selfish and it's not just selfishness though. It's also exploitation of the individual at that point because you're denying them their right to have services because of the way you feel about the situation. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. And the services are not based on you. The services are based on them and their needs. Personally, I am tired of dealing with that. So that's number one. That's the number one reason why I will not stay in the home care industry. Number two, there are staff people that come into this world of uh, home care services and they really honestly believe if they work the night shift, I don't have to do anything, I can come in and sleep. I actually had somebody tell me once upon a time, oh, they pay me to sleep. <clears throat> I don't know an agency that will pay you to sleep, okay? Um, and if they told you that, they were wrong for telling you that. If you are working an overnight shift, the overnight shift is there because you are supposed to be awake. 
you're not supposed to be asleep. Now, if you doze off, I can understand a family member may be saying, well, if you doze off, have a um, an alarm on your phone that'll wake you up. And then you can, uh, you know, wake up to do your rounds or your checks or give meds or food, water, whatever to turn the person, whatever it is that you're supposed to do. However, you are not there to sleep. An overnight shift is an overnight shift in which you are there to work with the person. That is why you're there. You're there to monitor and work with the person. You're not there to knock the person out with extra drugs so that you can go to sleep. That has been done many, many times where they, they over medicate the person. So now they're sleeping so you can go to sleep because they're asleep. No. And that, that is abuse. Of course, that's abuse and it's a medication error and you just don't do that. And these are the things that go on in private homes with, when people are getting home care. You have staff that come in with the totally with a totally wrong idea of what this is all about. Um, so, you know, so we, we really need to get this right. Why are you there? What are you there to do? And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna come to this too. I want to talk about nursing. That's gonna be my number five. That's gonna be my number five nursing. Right now I'm just partic- uh, just talking about staff in general, and I'm talking about the overnight shift. Okay, so for that reason, I I don't think I'll be staying in the home care industry. Number three, (laughs) number three reason, the third reason why um, there is a lot of family members who think because they bring the case to you. Now, now we're getting to some. I, I call it the mafia mind. Mafia mind. You owe me. You owe me. I brought this case to you. So now you owe me and you're going to have to pay me every month. You're going to pay me something because <clears throat> I have given a case to you, which is their family. Or it could, or let me, let me also say this. It could be the person who's getting services. We're not going to leave them out because if a person's getting services and they can speak for themselves, they could be the ones that's, actually exploiting their self, their services. You know, I really don't want you to come in as a staff person. I want the money. So I'll give you, you know, half of the money. It's kind of like selling food stamps when, when a person who's get the services do it, you know, cause you get, that's your, when you're getting food stamps, that is, um, that, that is a, um, something that comes to you and that you qualify for and that you get in for you it's an entitlement right but if you decide well i'm going to sell these food stamps then you're exploiting the service that was given to you to help you because you don't have enough money for food but you rather get the cash because obviously you need you have to do something else with that cash We're not going to go into that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that it's, um, that you're, you're exploiting your own services. Okay. And so that's another reason 
why I may not stay in this industry. It's so much going on in the background where individuals, um, family members, think that they can manipulate the agency, especially a young agency. They can just manipulate the young agency and... And basically say, you're going to have to pay me. And it's not a one-time payment. You know? It's not a one-time payment. It's an ongoing thing. So you'll, you'll end up... You'll end up paying that person... As long as you have that case... You're going to continually have to pay that person money to keep the case. And you're paying staff. And they could be staff too, you know. I mean, you know, I've had I've had situations where I've even had people ask me to hire people who weren't supposed to be hired. You know, people who don't qualify to do these services. And and if you don't do it, well, then I'm going to take the case and I'm going to go someplace else. I've had people actually do that and have done that, you know, because I wouldn't break the rules because at the end of the day, you have to understand when you break the rules that your company is now in jeopardy and you could go to jail if you're doing things that you're not supposed to do. So you can't do those things if you want to stay in business, but they, people don't care. They don't care if you lose your business because they're asking for whatever it is they're asking for. You know, whatever money that they're asking for. Because that's what it is. Money that they're asking for. You know, and um, it's really sad. Because remember, what are we trying to do here? We're trying to, to maintain individuals who cannot take care of themselves due to a illness, condition, a disability, uh, something is keeping them from being able to take care of themselves. And that is the whole reason for home care. So we need to be able to go in and do our job. It should never be about, I got to deal with this family member. This family member that is trying to um, exploit exploit the situation for their own good, you know. And there's some other there's some other names for things that family members do. I had I had one family member who decided she didn't need to follow the rules at all. She was exempt from doing notes. She was exempt. From, from from saying what time she worked. That's what she thought. She was exempt from all of that stuff. Because of the fact that she was the mother. The, the, the services was for her daughter. She was, she was given the services for her daughter. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid through an agency. And since you're getting paid through an agency. You're working for that agency. It is a job. 
You are working for your daughter. You're working to give her the services and supports that she needs. And I'm not totally against family members doing services and supports. I think it's a great thing, especially with COVID, that we had people, family members that are willing to do the service. Because not all family members are willing to do the service. That's why the this whole industry exists. Because family members are not able to or don't want to do the service. And I'm not saying that they should do it. Everybody cannot do this work. Everyone is not built to do home care. In fact, everyone is not built to do any kind of personal care for people. People do it, but that's why we have a lot of um, abuse and neglect because a lot of people shouldn't be doing this work. And people go into this work because they can't find another job. And it's, this is such an easy job to get because a lot of people don't want to do this work. But I'd, I'd rather say instead of don't want to do this work, I'm going to really venture out and say people can't do this work. You know, because you do have to have a certain mentality and temperament to do this work. And, and then, you know, people might say, yeah, but you're just, you know, um, cleaning somebody up. You're just, you know, putting adult diapers on an adult person. Exactly. But you have to do it with care. You have to do it with love. You have to do it with, with, uh, you have to do it with the uh, understanding that you are, that you are helping someone. You have to do it with passion. You have to do it in a way that you want to be treated. And so many people do not handle other people the way that they want to be treated. I mean, our whole, our whole criminal justice system does not treat people the, the way that they don't, they don't treat criminals the way that they, the way that they uh, treated their criminal. I, I mean, they're, they're victim. So, I mean, if you were raping, if you were raping people your whole life, <clears throat> then you should be raped, right? Is it, isn't that a great uh, punishment for you? You get raped too, you know, over and over and over again. If that's what you did to other people. If you were a murderer, a serial murderer, then how about you get murdered the same way you murdered people? You know, you know, the system gives you dignity and gives you a shot in your arm. You know, but that's a whole nother conversation. I'm kind of getting off topic, but I'm just what the point I'm trying to make is. And I really want to hear from you too. I would love to hear from you on the point that I'm trying to make. Because the point I'm trying to make is that everyone cannot do this job. As easy as it is. It's not rocket science. But it takes passion. Concern for your fellow human being. And the will. To do right by people. People that you don't know, somebody that you just met, if you're if you're if you're staff, and if it's your family member, do right by your family member. A lot of people just don't do right by their family members, and give them the care that they need. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Home care, health care, taking care of adult people and children. Who cannot take care of themselves. 
it is a tremendous job and it's not for everybody and that is why the industry suffers with high turnover you know people don't stay in this field because they you know they just oh I don't want to do that job I want to I want to be the boss or I want to you know make music I want to be a a singer or a dancer or anything that's glamorous you know that's what uh, people want to do and um, a lot of people don't make it in that industry as we see everybody doesn't make it in that industry and that's the thing that they tell us about those industries but it's true for every industry it's true for every single industry you know people be the first to say everybody's not going to become a movie star they tell you that but it's the same for this industry as well everyone is not going to become a, a good caregiver because of the fact that you have to have the patience the passion and the proper training I tried to keep that with the three P's did you see that I tried to keep that going there the three P's okay so you have to have that in order to do right by your client your customer the individual the participant your family member whoever it is you have to have that so important well I think I did three and four reasons in that in that whole uh, soliloquy that I just did I think I did three and four so I'm gonna I'm gonna go to five because I, I believe I did three and four let's go to number five number five I'm talking about nursing Get y'all nurses on the on the phone and tell them they gotta listen to this podcast, okay? Because there's a lot of home care nurses out there. So, home care nurses, you need to understand when you go into someone's home, you are there to facilitate care for that person in their home, and you are there to help them in their home, even if you are a nurse, unless you are otherwise told. As a home nurse, and I'm not saying as a visiting nurse, I've had visiting nurses come to my home before. They were there a total of five minutes, and I'm sure they put down on the paper that they were there for an hour, which really sucks, too, that people do that. But I'm not talking about people who just visit and come and take your temperature, and they take your blood pressure, and ask you, are you taking your meds? I'm not talking about them. You know, they're they're usually there. Uh, they're working for the insurance company, or they might be working. Um, you know, coming because you just got out of rehab or got out of the hospital, and they come and they make their rounds and they, uh, you know, make sure that you're doing what, what the doctor ordered, just your whatever your orders were. And that's really it. And they're not there long. They're not there long at all. And and they don't do. In fact, when nurses come in that capacity, they don't do anything except ask you questions and and take uh, your blood pressure and your temperature, and and that's it. You know, that's something else the industry needs to look at that too because they don't do very much and they get paid very well for coming out to basically do nothing 
because they could ask you those questions over the phone, you know, and I'm sure they did during COVID, you know, so, um, and they don't need to get paid extra to come to the house. The whole reason for coming to the house is to see you and lay eyes on you, you know, and some of them don't even do that because if you, if you're upstairs, if the person's upstairs, sometimes they don't even go upstairs. Have you ever, has that ever happened to you that the person who is supposed to come to see can't speak for themselves and they upstairs and the person don't even go upstairs and see them. Yeah, it happens a lot. It happens often. So that's one thing about um, home care nurses. The other thing I want to say about home care nurses, and there's some great home care nurses out there. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about the ones that don't need to be doing this work. I want you to hear me and understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about the people who don't need to be working in this industry. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. And so, if you're thinking about opening opening up a home care uh, a home care agency, you need to be aware of people who you shouldn't hire. You know, because you're going to get red flags right away. Trust me, they'll be right away. It's not going to be something you'll find out later. You'll know. You'll know if if this person is really um, equipped for this job or not. Now people do change you know people somebody could be great working and then they're not so great anymore because we all are human beings maybe something happened maybe they had a tragedy in their life and their entire outlook on life is different now and it might be affecting the way that they work and that happens in all industries, not just this industry. But it's it's really evident in the industry that you work with healing and helping people, you know. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's um, the spotlight is on you. And, um, and that might be a time where you need to step back or you, you might need to. You know, just really think about what you're doing um, or maybe do something else because you don't want to put anybody's life in danger. Okay, so that's another thing. So then in saying that, I want to say this. When you when you are a nurse and you come in someone's home, if the person is the only person living there, then you're going to have to do some things for that person. You're going to have to make their meals, make sure they eat. You're going to have to make sure that their clothes are clean. You want to have to you take on the on the on the persona of a home health aide and a and a nurse, um. So so you do all of those things. You just don't come and do and do um. Blood pressure, and and take uh, vitals. You do that too. You do that too, but that is what a home care is about. And typically, when you're doing home care, you only have one client, individual, participant, customer, family member, or, or whatever. You typically only have one, you know? And so, in, instead of working in a, um, a nursing facility where you're going up and down the hallway and you're dispersing meds, and that's all you're doing is dispersing meds in the morning, the afternoon, you know, during your whole shift. That's a that's a whole different environment. 
you know, it's a whole different environment. And all you're doing is dispersing meds and, um, and doing whatever, getting vitals and, and stuff like that, you know, um, coming in when there's, um, when there's flesh wounds on the person because of, um, you know, sitting in urine all day or sitting in feces all day, um, you know, that's when the nurses come in in the nursing home. It's not like that in a private home. In a private home, you have the one person that you are dealing with. And if you have the one person, that person shouldn't have any skin breakdown or anything like that because they're being well taken care of. They're being well taken care of because they it's only the one person. And remember, this is the reason why they are home. Okay? So they are home. They are home. Because the family or the person wants to be home. They want to, they feel comfortable at home. They want to be cared for at home. They don't want to be in a, in a situation where they're being neglected and abused. That's the, whole, that's the whole thought process around it. And so when you go into a home care as a nurse, you have to be thinking that way. You have to be thinking in that um, manner. So um, there's a lot of noise behind me. Um, I'm going to actually do this again um, because there's so much noise. And so I will be doing this again. I'll be doing it in a quiet, quiet spot so you don't hear all the noise in the background. <clears throat> and, um, but that's it for now. That is all I have to tell you for the five uh, reasons why I will probably not stay. Um, working in this home care industry um, because of all of the um, exploitation and um, harassment um, and just plain old bad behavior from people who want to exploit the services that come with this industry, it's really, um, you know, just, um, just heartbreaking, you know, because, I mean, if we work together, then this won't happen, you know, it, it just won't, and people can get served. You know, and um, and companies could flourish. You know, but you're going to have more and more companies go out of business, not just because they're not making money, but they'll go out of business because they don't want to work in the industry where they feel like I'm. I'm. You know, what 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 have I gotten into? Is this a gang? <laughs> Is this the mafia? You know. But I I want to end by saying. I really believe that the states, federal government, need to get together. And I think they need to make the rules more um, strict. Um, I think there's still a lot of wiggle room. There's still a lot of loopholes that people still get around. I think with having people clock in and out and everything is in real time, I think it's a great thing. Because real time means you have to be present i mean with the with all the paper um time sheets anybody can fill out a time sheet and said that they was there 
But when you have the clock in and it has to show where you're at and it can see where you're at. I think that that's a very good thing. Should have been implemented years ago. Years ago. It's about time. So that's that's one of the things that, that I think that they uh, implemented that is a great thing. Um, I think they need to also put some caps on how many hours that a family member can work. Um, I, th I, I know in some states that they do have caps or they did have a cap before COVID. I think after COVID, they I think they need to go back to having those caps again. You know, I think um, pe family members should only be allowed to work um, more than 40 hours a week if there's a problem like uh, people not working across the board like what we're in now and that's the only reason other than that a family member shouldn't be working more than 40 hours I can understand the 40 hours because you could have had to, you lost your job because you had to take care of a family member so you need 40 hours a week you need to be bringing in that money because you still need to work you still need to make a living understandable but when you're when you're working 80 hours a week come on what job you going to work 80 hours a week for years you're not let's not let's not fool ourselves let's not play this game you're not so you shouldn't be able to do it in this industry either because we know you're not doing that okay so that is the reasons why I will probably leave the home care industry. Um, just tired of dealing with a lot of criminal activity. And that's exactly what it is. Um, now, I mean, you can look at the music industry, criminal activity. You can look at the movie industry, criminal activity. Um, so you can, you can say this stuff is is everywhere but in the industry like this it can it can be controlled it can be controlled it doesn't have to be uh, a situation where they can't control it and, and 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 it does need to be controlled and um you know we need to we need to make some changes we really do and like i said this is coming from i am a family member i am a owner of a home care agency and I am a former advocate for family members and individuals. So I have seen this from all sides. And it's very interesting. It's very interesting the things that are going on. So until next time. In fact, it's going to be a part two to this. Um, I want to talk about some more uh, reasons why um i will probably leave the home care industry and um talk some more about that the, the staffing and getting everything together for um audits and interview process and things like that okay all right so i will talk to you next time thank you again for listening to this podcast and I hope you have a wonderful day.